Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and you can find this and all of our other podcasts on Apple or Spotify. So be sure to turn those notifications on and leave a like or re- uh, review. Uh, so we're going to recap both of the uh, the back to back games. Uh, first one, Bucks beat the Pistons at home, and then unfortunately the Bucks take a gut wrenching loss to the Pacers in Indiana. But let's start with this Pistons game. We win one twenty to one eighteen. Uh, looked like it was going to be a pretty early blowout. Hirsch Bucks were in control for most of the first half until Giannis gets ejected uh, on his second technical foul of the game. Uh, Twitter did not like it. I know a lot of people were, you know, saying refs need to be fined, this and that. It was pretty soft, if you might say. Um, yeah, Hirsch, Giannis gets ejected in the, uh, you know, early third quarter with like two minutes into it, I think. When when that happened, I mean, did you think the Bucks would, you know, prevail as they did? I know it was kind of rocky, but did you think that they would ultimately get through, you know, losing Giannis, their MVP, the best player on this team? Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I thought, yeah, you know, I thought it was an interesting situation, especially because we hadn't really seen Dame have the full keys to the team at that point uh, this year. And, you know, it kind of was a time where, you know, I, I took it as like, oh, this is Dame's time to take over. Um, and I also thought, you know, Giannis being, you know, teed up for that and kicked out of the game uh, pretty controversially would have kind of fired up our team uh, and maybe brought us some more energy. But we kind of collapsed. We we gave up a big lead, and then they took a lead. Uh, but the Bucks did a great job. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, fighting back, showing showing some heart through adversity there. And you know, not to mention Dame's unbelievable fourth quarter where he scored eighteen points in the fourth, uh, twelve of thirteen from the free throw line. But yeah, still, still, still uh, struggling to see. You know, to find his three pointer, we still have yet to see you know a vintage Damian Lillard performance from behind the arc like we have seen so many years past. Um, but I have seen you know I did see a tweet uh, relatively recently that you know last uh, November and October Damian Lillard also didn't play very well. So you know he might just be a guy who gets off to slow starts during the season and kind of picks it up along the way. Um, but yeah, you know overall love to see the execution down the stretch. Um, I know you kind of want to touch on the defense that the Bucks ran uh, against the Pistons there, um, and I yeah. know you also you also are a big fan of Andre Jackson, and you know we've seen him play well at least in these last two games. So if you want to touch on that, yeah. Now before I go into that really quick, just with Dame, I mean the shots aren't falling quite yet, but I mean yeah, the free throws he's getting to the line very often, so just to think of what it will be when he gets that three pointer up to, you know, 40%, 37, 38, whatever he normally gets it to, you know, it's, it's just going to really help the pick and roll and just ultimately us in crunch time. But I mean, it just really nice to see him, you know, be able to give us 18 in the fourth quarter and, you know, give us those dagger free throws and other, uh, you know, big shots when he wasn't having a great shooting, uh, shooting night. So, Nice to see that from Dame. But yeah, uh, we saw Adrian Griffin make an adjustment with what, like seven minutes left in the game. And 
it was like a zone. It was when obviously Giannis wasn't in the game at this point. And, you know, the Bucks defense is the is the worst in the league without Giannis. So Cade Cunningham was having a night on like mean, as all guards pretty much have been. He had 30, what was it, 30, 33 points on us. So I mean, Cade Cunningham was, you know, just getting pretty much any shot, getting all of his spots. So we switched to the zone where we used campaign, Damian Lillard, and Malik Beasley who might be our three worst perimeter defenders in our rotation. And it actually ended up being like the defensive key. Hirsch, was this something that, you know, Adrian Griffin, he's been very experimental this year, at least so far. It, was this something that you kind of like to see? I know it was very, very risky, but just to take that risk in a situation where it's like, we need to like win this game against a team like the Pistons who are off to a tough start, but. Is it just to see him, you know, get this aggressive? Do you like that out of him? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, listening to Damian Lillard's postgame press conference last night, uh, he mentioned, you know, them feeling the need to speed up the Pistons. Uh, he felt like, you know, they were getting to their spots a little too easily, getting into the two feet into the paint, um, you know, being very deliberate in what they were doing. And Damian Lillard, you know, was suggesting that, you know, trapping on the perimeter, getting the ball out of these guys' hands, making them make quick decisions, uh, to, you know, pass or shoot, uh, that that was working. And then that's that's kind of what the coaches were advocating for. Uh, and that's why, you know, they used guys like Campaign and Malik Beasley out there on the perimeter that are, you know, pretty quick. And, you know, I, I know, I just want to mention real quick, I know, you know, Steve and I have been trashing Malik Beasley all year, basically, on his defense. But I do want to mention that, you know, he puts in the effort. Um, the effort is there regardless of, you know, how good he is or not uh, talent wise, you know, you can see him out there, you know, trying to get steals, trying to, you know, bait passes, being active with his hands. Um, and we saw him, you know, get a really clutch steal at the end of the game there by just, you know, being active, being in the right spot. And, you know, he, he sealed the game. He also, you know, could have dunked it or gone up for a layup that may have gotten blocked, but instead, you know, he made the smart decision to dribble out the clock, waste some more time and, you know, take some free throws. Um, so, Got to give credit where it's due. Malik Beasley did play well uh, near the end of that Pistons game, but still need to see some improvement uh, defensively, especially on ball. Yeah. So was that type of performance out of Malik Beasley? I know he's strived, you know, to, we'll get into this in the second half, but he looked good and, you know, in that, in those closeout minutes defensively, do you think that the Bucs still need to look for that, you know, a new perimeter defender? Or do you think Malik Beasley might be able to fit into this mold eventually? Because I, I mean, me personally, I think we still need to look elsewhere. And I think that he can be effective as like a bench piece. But in the starting lineup, we need to give someone else a go. But I just want to hear your opinion on that. Or th- I guess yeah, I, I actually agree. And I'm starting to warm up to, you know, some of the things that you've been advocating for throughout the offseason, which is, you know, getting getting those young guys their minutes, especially out on t- out there on the perimeter. Uh, Andre Jackson has played really impressive defense. Uh, you know, we, we always talk about how rookies are going to, you know, make stupid fouls and make stupid plays. And, you know, that happens sometimes with him and he'll gamble and, you know, he'll mess up sometimes, but. Uh, just as a body out there, he he definitely can provide, you know, energy, effort, hustle. He's diving on the floor for loose balls in his, you know, relatively slim number of minutes. And then also, you know, Marjan Beauchamp is a guy who can provide you with both offense and defense. Um, you know, he's a six, seven, pretty physical athletic wing. Um, and again, you know, he does kind of, you know, fall for some fall for some fakes, get 
you know, foul calls on him that he probably shouldn't. Uh, but just as a player, I think, you know, we need to see these guys out there a little bit more. And I think, you know, giving a guy like Marjan that role, especially with a guy like Jay Crowder there who can kind of mentor him and, you know, the ways of being a perimeter defender and, you know, making sure you can stick, uh, stay in front of your guy. I, I'm starting to warm up to that idea, Steve. I think I think you're on to something there with Marjan and Andre Jackson for sure. Yeah, you know, really quick before we, you know, get into the uh, second half of this, uh, Andre Jackson, yeah, just I, he's been really wild and aggressive and he's gotten a lot of foul calls on him, but I think that's just what they want him doing. They've really only played him for, you know, they played him in four minutes in the Pistons game and he only played five in, you know, tonight's game against the Pacers. So he's not really getting too many minutes out there. So they're just like, get out there, play really good defense and energize this team. And he really like, that's what he does. Like when Cade Cunningham was getting any shot he wanted on Malik Beasley, Damian Lillard, whoever he was matched up on, they brought in Andre Jackson and Andre Jackson pretty much forced like four straight misses on him. So just to have that as a rookie, I just, yeah, I want to see this team develop him. I want to see him get some more game action. And I think that's really only going to help him grow. Definitely. Well, I think with that, uh, you know, we're going to wrap up our our thoughts on the Pistons game and then we're going to take a quick break and we'll, we'll talk about the uh, Bucks uh, tough loss to the Pacers. Uh, and then also preview uh, our next game against the Orlando magic on Saturday. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, Steve, let's take a quick, uh, quick look at this. You know, tough Bucks loss to the uh, to the Indiana Pacers tonight. Uh, Giannis absolutely exploded. Uh, some might say a vengeance game or a revenge game uh, after you know he was pretty controversially kicked out of that Pistons game the night before. Um, and you know, again, another guy gets kicked out of tonight's game in Adrian Griffin. So. You know, that's, I guess, an interesting storyline is we've had, you know, people get kicked out in back-to-back games on back-to-back nights. But, yeah, really tough loss uh, down the stretch. I was definitely not happy about, you know, what I saw, at least in the last couple of minutes there. But, Steve, let, uh, let's hear your thoughts on, I guess, just how this game went and what, what you see, what you don't see. I guess kind of what, what are your overall thoughts here? Yeah, just to start with uh, the Adrian Griffin ejection, I know he said that he needed to, after the Pistons game, he needed to kind of stick up for the team more with just like foul calls and just, you know, bad officiating. Uh, so he did that. He he really did that. He was really going after the refs tonight and it led to his double tech and then ejection. So I guess, I, I mean, it's nice to see that out of AG. I know you know, you might be like, oh, it's undisciplined. Like he's, he's losing his cool, but I think it was more of to just show like, you know, he's here for the players. Like he's going to stand by them. So at least in my opinion, I kind of like seeing that out of them in a weird way, but uh, yeah, we didn't have Dame tonight and started Cameron Payne instead. Uh, I like campaign. He had an all right night, three for nine, not the most efficient, but moved the ball. Well, he had five assists out there. So He's a guy who you can kind of trust to uh, run the offense. Unfortunately, he's our pretty much only other point guard option. So he was in, he was in foul trouble tonight too well, at the end of the game. So that's not ideal to see. So that might be something the Bucs might need to look into in the future if, you know, if Dame's not going to be able to play games or, you know, whatever for foul trouble reasons, they might need to invest in that uh uh third point guard role. But, yeah, Giannis had a crazy night. I think it was the second highest – 
scoring output he's ever had in a game t- or tied for second uh with the uh, gaming against uh i think it was los angeles the clippers uh shot really well from the free throw line dame you know we heard the report that dame uh hirsch that dame was going to his house to study film maybe dame shot or uh, showed him the free throw technique overnight um he was getting the shooters roll and everything but Giannis did have eight turnovers hirsch i know you were really really upset about the uh poor you know care of the ball and uh you know i guess i just want to hear despite you know despite the 54 points i mean eight turnovers from Giannis. is this something that you know you do you want to see Giannis play better in this situation when dame isn't there like to close i get you know i guess just as a closer do you think Giannis needs to close games out better in these situations yeah definitely um you know i think his his night was kind of wasted i guess you could say by you know his decisions down the stretch um, and, you know, when you look at them, he had two really, really bad turnovers on the last two Bucks possessions of the game, basically uh, committed a turnover with one minute left and then committed a one again with 30 seconds left. Um, I understand that, you know, he was very tired after playing a back to back and also, you know, carrying the team throughout the entire game. Uh, but when you have an eight point lead uh, down the stretch there, you, you can't blow that. Um, especially, you know, with the kind of night that he was having to just see him absolutely collapse again down the stretch, which we have seen him before do, especially in that heat series last year in the first round of the playoffs. Um, it kind of reminded me a lot of that where Giannis will have a monster game through the first, you know, 45 minutes. And then the, the last three minutes of the game come and, you know, he forgets what he's been doing the entire, the entirety of the, the rest of the game. Uh, But, you know, having Dame out definitely did hurt down the stretch. Um, Chris Middleton Middleton played really well tonight um, in his minutes, but definitely, you know, would have liked to see him hit a couple of those big shots down the stretch, which he normally, you know, does hit. Uh, He's one of the better closers in the league and having him, you know, I still felt comfortable down the stretch. I really thought the Bucs were going to be able to pull this one out. And, you know, those two killer turnovers by Giannis really sealed it for us. I felt like... You know, it was a really huge choke on his part, and I think he he definitely could have played better on the stretch and given us a better chance to win. Yeah, and obviously Dame being out, we didn't we didn't know that. You know, we didn't predict that happening for this game. But in our last podcast, we did say the Bucks might struggle against the Pacers. Just that very dominant guard play. Not only that, but uh, they play at the second fastest pace in the league and the Bucs have just really, really struggled with getting back, uh, you know, on transition defense. And we saw a lot of that tonight, actually. Um, I mean, it's just a fast team, the Pacers. Let me go find their uh, transition points tonight. Uh, where is that? They had uh, 14 fast break points on us. So, I mean, you just... It, you don't like to see that out of us again, because it's just a lot of complaining and getting angry. I mean, Giannis got to the line a lot tonight and there's just times where he's just got to hustle back because we need him back there. Chris Middleton does it a lot. Brooke Lopez does it a lot. They just need to get back there, especially Brooke being that he's just a slow guy. He needs to be, we need him back there. He's our paint presence. Uh, ben Mather and Tyrese Halberton are super fast, explosive guards, so they they are able to push the pace. Need to get back on transition, but it was nice to see that we didn't get killed on the rebound battle tonight. We actually won it. We uh, did lose the offensive rebound battle, but just 
those are basically, I think the two takeaways is that we need to just continue to work better or work on getting back on transition. I know in the playoffs it you know, won't be as big of a deal because the game really slows down Hirsch, but uh, do you like, how do you think the Bucks can really solve this transition defense issue and the rebounding? Well, yeah, I think you make a great point, which is, you know, the fact that, you know, we kept the rebounding battle close and, you know, we did actually win it tonight, but we weren't able to pull it out. But in every game that, you know, we've lost by like, pretty badly, we've gotten out rebounded pretty badly. In every game that we keep the rebounds close, it seems like we're, you know, we're in it in clutch time. Um, I think rebounding is one of the most important aspects of basketball, it, you know, seals off possessions from the other team as well as, you know, can get you extra ones. And I think that would be the main takeaway here is that the Bucs need to improve their rebounding. Um, over the past couple of years, the Bucs have been, you know, one of the better rebounding teams in the league. And we're not seeing, you know, the the level of rebounding that we have in the past from this team. Um, whether that be, you know, the defense they're running and, you know, their use of a zone might, you know, contribute to the fact that they're not, you know, in position at least to get, you know, as many rebounds as they could. But the, the less rebound uh the last rebounds that the other team has uh the easier it is for you to get back in tra- in transition because you know they're not necessarily going to be sprinting up the court every time uh so i guess in that case i think rebounding is the most important issue here um and i think you know we're kind of seeing a pattern start to break out where every single time the bucks are in a close game the rebounding battle is close and every single time the bucks lose it's because we're getting destroyed on the glass yeah, and I think that another thing that could really help with that, and we saw it help tonight, Hirsch, was AJ uh, or Marjan Bochamp and Andre Jackson being out there. Uh, we saw, I mean, I saw Andre Jackson dive for loose balls. Marjan Bochamp played aggressive. He gets rebounds. And it's just like having those young guys, energetic guys who want to be out there and increase their role. It, it also just inspires the team, really. Like, we saw Brooke Lopez dive for a ball tonight, and I, I just think, like, part of that is just, like, you see the energy from Andre Jackson off the bench or Marjan Bochamp off the bench. Like, it's just great to see that out of the two youngsters. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, that could really help us win rebounding battles. And then Giannis, too, his rebounding total – or average, I guess, has just been down from previous years. I think that could also have something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think there's, you know, a lot of room for improvement here. Um, You know, even with a positive record, uh, I've not necessarily been, you know, too happy with what we've seen so far. Um, But I guess let's move on to the next game. Uh, We play Orlando on Saturday. The Magic are 4-3. and They have beaten the Rockets, Blazers, Jazz, and Lakers. Um, you know, three of those teams are having, you know, pretty, pretty rough starts to their year. Uh, the Rockets, on the other hand, have, you know, been pretty frisky and, you know, had, you know, a relatively good start to, you know, their expectations. Uh, they've also lost to the Lakers, Clippers and Mavericks, all of which, are, you know, presumable playoff teams. Uh, you know, we'd also love to see, you know, Damian Lillard play. Hopefully that calf injury isn't a lingering issue. And, you know, he's only out for tonight because it was a back to back. But uh, I guess the main question here is, Steve, do the Bucs have a good chance to beat the Magic? Or is this another, is this going to be another, you know, down to the wire game against, you know, a team that the Bucs on paper are much better than? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Magic young team, they have a decent record, you know, 
Paulo Bancaro, previous number one overall pick, Franz Wagner, rising star in the league. And then they just have a plethora of young guards trying to make a role or just find their place in this league. Bucks should beat the Magic. They should have no problem doing it. If Dame's back with or without Dame, we really should be able to beat this team. Um, obviously, you don't want to see Adrian Griffin get ejected. I think having him in tonight's game would have made a big difference. And I think just having your head coach there helps. So just if everyone's back, no ejections, nothing, we should be able to beat this Magic team pretty easily. I could see this actually being the first blowout win for the Milwaukee Bucks of the season. I would love to see it because, you know, that's one thing I've definitely noticed is the Bucks really haven't been able to, you know, stomp their neck on these teams. Uh, but I think, you know, we can both agree here that, you know, we'd rather not see one of our players get ejected or coaches uh, in this next upcoming game. So, you know, hopefully that's not <laughs> at least a pattern going forward where, you know, people are picking up unnecessary technicals. Uh, hopefully that's not an issue that, you know, we need to continue talking about. Uh, you know, here and there is fine, but your coach and your superstar getting thrown out in back-to-back games definitely isn't, you know, the best look. Um, but I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Uh, make sure you leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And let's go, Bucks.